0: Welcome to Cowan Insights, a space that brings leading thinkers together to share insights and ideas shaping the world around us. Join us as
1: we converse with the top minds who are influencing our global sectors. Thanks everyone for joining today. I'm Andrew Charles, Cowan's restaurant analyst, and really thrilled to be joined by Michael Montagano, CEO of Kitsch United which has kitchen facilities throughout the United States and we're really excited to learn more about uh, the business as well as just the industry outlook that that Michael can help us provide. So Michael, thank you so much for joining us today.
0: I appreciate being here.
1: That's great. Can can you, uh, can you give us the 60-second overview of Kitchen United and what you think differentiates yourself versus your competitive set?
0: Yeah, sure. Uh look, we are a pioneer in the ghost kitchen space. You know, we've been in the business for three years. Our first kitchen center uh, opened over two and a half years ago, which we've been successfully operating since that time. Uh, at the most basic level, uh, we run facilities, we refer to them as kitchen centers, that house multiple established growth restaurant brands under one roof. Um, currently, with locations in LA Metro, Chicago Metro, Austin Metro, and the Scottsdale Metro area, with uh, you know, pretty aggressive plans for growth in 2021, on top of existing metros we're in like Chicago, but expanding into new metros throughout Texas, as well as the Bay Area. Um, but with that said, we are not, you know, a traditional ghost kitchen. Um, you know, there's a number of things that differentiate us in the marketplace. The first is where we locate. Um, we tend to position ourselves in densely populated areas, uh, block off of Maine and Maine, uh, we are not on the outskirts of town. Uh, we tend to be more accessible uh, and serve a sizable amount of walk-in business as a consequence. Uh, we have found that delivery drivers on the delivery side are hesitant to handle deliveries from these warehouse setups because it takes them a lot of time. And overall, the food quality diminishes with kind of these longer hauls. Uh, I would say that second big thing that we focus on is our data. We spend a lot of time with data research and site sourcing we partner with, um, kind of specifically uh, the research around the demographics, the drive times, the cuisine preferences and more. So we know the local customer, um, what they want and the market voids. And as a consequence, you know, we position our partners and help curate our facilities to be successful. You know, in addition to that, uh, we really provide what I would call more hands-on support, particularly on the marketing and promotions, but also just by the nature of our business model. Uh, We have a consumer marketing channel, uh, Kitchen United Mix, uh, that we offer multiple brands uh, under one ticket to the end consumer. Um, And we drive a considerable amount of business to our restaurant partners within our facility through our own channel. And then lastly, uh, we have a heavy focus and very stringent safety protocols. Um, All of our operators and all of our facilities as a whole post health and safety letter grades. And we're very transparent uh, and very dialed in to working with our partners to ensure um, every one of our facilities is top notch. And look, at the end of the day, uh, we are restaurant people. um, And our partners um, that we partner with, uh, we set them up for success. And when they succeed, uh, we succeed. And so it's not surprising that You know, our core focus is our restaurant partners operating profitably within our centers, even better than they can within their own four walls. And as a consequence, we operate our kitchen centers profitably.
1: Michael, thanks. That was a great overview. You were recently appointed CEO after serving as CFO for two years. What do you view as the key areas where you plan to lean in to help drive the company forward?
0: Look, the pandemic has really put us in a unique position in regard to our site selection process especially um, in cities urban areas we're seeing more flexibility from landlords given the shuttering of so many businesses Um, and kind of to that end uh, growth opening new locations is our top focus Uh, we continue to establish kitchen centers in what i would refer to as more densely populated metro areas um, including expansion into new york city in 2021 Uh, further expansion in the Bay Area, um, and expansion throughout many cities throughout Texas, including Austin, uh, Dallas, and Houston. Um, While I can't go into as much detail on on the last point, we are continuing to diversify our business with our mixed platform. So our tech stack that handles ordering, payment, processing, kitchen logistics, and so on, uh, really allows us to expand our reach and expands the reach of our restaurant brands you know, really to our core principles of driving additional volume in the facility and allowing them to operate cohesively within our facility and operate smoothly um, within their own four wall.
1: And who is the target audience of restaurants? You know, is it the chains versus the mom-and-pops? Is is there a certain cuisine that does best just given the equipment capacity?
0: You know, it's an excellent question. Um, It depends on the locations, the demographics, and the cuisine demand in the area. As I had mentioned before, we are very data-focused ensuring that We not only set our kitchen centers up for success as we grow and expand into new trade areas, but more importantly, we're setting our restaurant brands up for um, a successful value proposition within our facilities. Um, In general, change are better positioned um, and better funded to weather the storm that we're facing now in the industry today. However, smart, smaller operators, regional brands um, understand and value the opportunity of smaller footprints, lower labor costs, Uh, and lower overall overhead that they can, you know, capture from being in a ghost kitchen in general as well as in our facility. So, you know, our focus is not to be cliche with our brand, but a mix uh, between, you know, locally, or excuse me, established national brands, regional favorites, and, you know, local strong operators. Um, And, you know, look, we, the one thing that we focus, I guess, less on is true restaurant op, op, uh, entrepreneurs that are kind of just beginning to start. What we see, those that are more successful, you know, are brands that have a brand within the trade area and have a, have a history of operational uh, success within their business in general.
1: That's helpful. And maybe taking that one step further, you, know, you mentioned obviously uh, uh, more reliance and better positioning on chains what are the shared characteristics of restaurant chains that have found the most success uh, with Kitchen United Centers?
0: Yeah, uh, you know, another excellent question. Look, we would say the one thing that ties those that are doing very well in our Kitchen Centers together is really savvy marketing and a digital connection to their guests. Um, You know, in a facility like ours, uh, you do not have traditional brick and mortar signage. Uh, You must find, you know, really different ways to capture the attention of their consumer. Um, Those who are really smart uh, with digital marketing do very well in our facilities. And it kind of draws me to a recent example. Um, White Castle, who is in our Scottsdale facility, uh, did a recent marketing campaign where they challenged local consumers to find the hidden White Castle. Um, There are other facility in and around the area does incredibly well. Um, And it's just these unique ways of marketing um, that tend to be more
1: successful uh, within our kitchen centers. Great. That's helpful. How many facilities do you have up and running today? And how does that compare to the end of last year?
0: So uh, we have four facilities up and running currently. Uh, We have a facility in the Chicago Metro, Los Angeles Metro Uh, Phoenix Metro and Scottsdale, uh, and then the Austin Metro. You know, we've taken a very measured approach as a business. What's important to us is twofold. One is that our restaurant brands can operate profitably within our centers and want and desire to continue to expand with us into new centers, uh, which has been probably the most heartening part of this process over the last three years is that A Hawaiian share of our brands um, continue to expand into new centers with us and are actually occupying sites in multiple centers, many of which in three or four of our centers. Uh, We have been focused on not only maturing our restaurant brand's unit economics, and and happy to report that um, most of which do do incredibly well in our centers, um, but also maturing our own unit economics and our own value proposition. you know, this has been a more measured process over the last few years, and we're really ready as a business to scale. Uh, we have centers that will be opening um, in the Chicagoland area, uh, that will be opening throughout Texas, uh, as well as in New York City, the Bay Area, uh, and further expansion in the Los Angeles metro area, all in 2021. Uh, we are proud to report that we had over 300% growth um, throughout this year, uh on top line and that we will uh aim to match or exceed that in 2021.
1: That's great. Kitchen United coming soon to a city near you that's great. Um exactly right. I, I, now I appreciate the use of the facilities obviously that you have in place but can you talk about the ability and the path to generating positive cash flow at, at the kitchen center level? How long do you perform this takes and, and qualitatively what needs to be done to reach this point?
0: Look, positive unit economics has been you know the key focus of our business from day one, both for our restaurant brands as well as us. Um, we opened a facility in Austin in the middle of this pandemic in May. Uh, we were profitable within a matter of a couple months. Um, and we're really working through you know more locations in the state um, to you know continue to expand on that success that we've seen, not only there, but throughout the rest of the country. Um, You know, we tapped a market need with off-premise well before the pandemic hit. Um, The pandemic obviously grew and expedited the adoption process of off-premise. And we're particularly, you know, fascinated by the increased adoption of off-premise by people who had not previously ordered before pre-COVID. We feel like there is habit-forming behavior that has already happened and continuing to, uh, to happen. And obviously, very optimistic about the outlook. Um, You know, all of our centers that continue to operate profitably, uh, but entering into new trade areas um, and to ensure that the ramp uh, for us, but more importantly for our restaurant members, is lightning fast.
1: And then just kind of the inverse of that, you know, uh, the math we're getting to at the restaurant level suggests around $400,000 of annual sales for restaurant operators need to break even if we assume a fixed monthly membership fee of $10,000 a month. Are we directionally thinking about that the right way?
0: Yeah, you absolutely are directionally thinking about it the right way. Um, There is, uh, you know, a lot of variance, however, based on trade area. So, for example, you know, a brand operating in New York City compared to one operating um, in Scottsdale will be materially different, um, both in kind of their underlying cost structure as well as uh, the top line revenue necessary to make the value proposition work. Um, in some cases it would be materially less than this, in some cases it would be more than this, but directionally um, that's accurate.
1: Very good. You know, when we look in the uh, in the chain restaurant sphere, concepts like Chipotle and Sweetgreen are focused on adding second assembly lines and kitchens to help service digital orders that will help them save on membership fees as well as overhead. Can you talk about the value add of of Kitchen United for other concepts thinking of following a similar path as a Chipotle or a Sweetgreen?
0: KU Kitchen Centers are customizable, you know, according to each operator's needs and are completely turnkey. And they certainly can save a significant amount of time, cost of investment, um, and so forth and entering into a new trade area. But similarly, it saves the cost of reallocating space, new equipment making modifications to your existing brick and mortar. Um, we thought there were a sub-segment of restaurants, quite frankly, who may never work with us. Um, but at some point, we've engaged in talks and have moved into our facilities uh, with the vast majority of these established and growing brands around the, uh, around the US. And I think a lot of that is, is because the underlying value proposition is certainly capex light way of expanding into new trade areas but also a very labor-like way of continuing to operate. And, you know, Ghost Kitchens continue to provide, you know, a real interesting value proposition for brands, large and small, um, as they continue to look at how they navigate the pandemic uh, and expand in what is certainly a new,
1: a new normal. What have you observed in the turnover of restaurant tenants Uh, at the kitchen centers amid COVID-19 relative to the rates of turnover you saw pre-pandemic?
0: Yeah, we've seen heightened demand, uh, both for our offering on the B2B side as for for our restaurant brands, as well as heightened uh, demand on the B2C side from our end consumers. We've seen GMV growth in our facilities up over 500% on a monthly basis um, since uh, pre-COVID to today. And as a consequence, there's more, uh, demand to be in our centers um, with that type of increasing volume. Very little turnover um, on uh, in our centers, quite frankly, over the last six months, near to no turnover. Uh, and again, that comes from the value proposition that we're offering. You know, Our focus has been, if we can drive volume through the facility that makes the business proposition work for our members and offer incremental value, whether it's on the labor side or on the marketing side, um, the joint proposition that we have with our member restaurant partners uh, will be a success. And so we're fortunate um, that we have been agile uh, in our offering, but also committed and dedicated you know, as restaurant operators to our restaurant brands um, and have navigated this with them famously.
1: Michael, my last question is, you talked about the heightened demand. How long is the waiting list for prospective restaurants to your facilities uh, amid COVID-19 relative to what you observed before the pandemic? And I'm also curious, you know, as you build these facilities out throughout the country that you talked about for 2021, how should, how soon before you open do you usually typically go out and start soliciting partners uh, to the degree that there's new partners in the area that, uh, that you like to scale with?
0: Look, we're very fortunate that our facilities are full um, and that we have wait lists of members that would like to be in them. Um, the Our focus for 2021 is opening new centers um, and opening opening up new inventory to not only um, bring in new exciting brands um, into the Kitchen United family, but uh, even more importantly, offer expansion opportunities for our existing members. Uh, We have a very collaborative approach with site selection, with member curation, uh, with our existing brands, uh, both dovetailing our focus And our pipeline um, and vision for trade areas that we know, based on our data, will be viable business propositions for Kitchen United, uh, and overlap over layering that with you know deeper partnerships with our underlying brands uh, to really understand what their development focus is. And so, you know, our future facilities, in in large part, um, are are filled with our existing brands um, and then unique opportunities, particularly in, uh, with local um, hot concepts to uh, add those to our un- underlying mix. Uh, but uh, you know, again, we work very closely with our existing partners um, that we've d- developed over the last couple of years um, to make sure that our development plans overlap with their development plans.
1: Great. CEO of Kitchen United, Michael Montagano, thank you so much for your time and insights today. We really appreciate it. And thank you all for listening.
0: Thank you, Andrew. It was a pleasure being with you today. Thanks for joining us. Stay tuned for the next
1: episode of Cowan Insights.